Sex and Pleasure. Good sex comes from understanding how your body works. Everyone likes different things when it comes to sex, so don't worry about whether you're normal. How do people have sex? Sex isn't one size fits all. What feels good to you might not be right for someone else. Everyone's different when it comes to sexual behaviors and desires, but here are some common kinds of sexual activity. Masturbating alone or with a partner, oral, vaginal, and anal sex, kissing, rubbing your bodies together, using sex toys, phone sex or sexting, reading or watching porn. People get turned on by different things, so communicating about what you like or don't like lets your partner know what's okay and what's off limits. Is sex good for you? Having a healthy sex life is good for you both emotionally and physically. Sex can help you create a connection with another person, and sexual pleasure has lots of health benefits, whether you're with a partner or not. When you have an orgasm, your body gives you a natural high. You release endorphins, which are hormones that block pain and make you feel good. There are lots of other health benefits associated with sexual pleasure. Better general health, better sleep, better self-esteem, better fitness, less stress and tension, and longer life. How often do people have sex? There's no amount of sex that's considered normal. Everyone's different. How often you have sex depends on a lot of things, like whether you have a partner, what else is going on in your life, and how strong your sex drive, your desire to have sex is. People have different sex drives. Your own sex drive can change based on things like stress, medications you take, and other physical, emotional, lifestyle factors. Some people want to have sex every day, or more than one today, and some people hardly ever want to have sex. People who don't experience any sexual attraction from anyone may call themselves asexual. How can I have a healthy sex life? Having a healthy sex life is about taking care of yourself, whether you have a partner or not. Physically, that means practicing safer sex, getting tested for STDs regularly, preventing unintended pregnancies, and seeing a doctor or a nurse if you have a sexual disorder or any other health problems, feeling good about your body, enjoying sexual pleasure, being comfortable with your sexual orientation, your gender identity, and your sex characteristics. And having healthy relationships are also big parts of healthy sexuality. Having a healthy sex life means knowing what you do and don't want to do sexually and being able to communicate that to your partners. Your partner should respect your boundaries and you should respect theirs. Next section, how do I talk to my partner about sex? Talking to your partner about your likes and dislikes and your boundaries helps you build a healthy relationship and having a satisfying sex life. How do I tell my partner what I like sexually? Sometimes you expect a new partner to know what to do sexually, then end up being disappointed when things just don't feel that good. Luckily, there's a pretty simple way to turn sex that's just okay into a great experience. Communication. Communication. For the relations. For the relations. Everyone is different, so no matter how experienced your partner is, they may have no idea what makes you excited. You have to let your partner know what you like and what feels good. And it's good to keep the lines of communication open, even if you've been together a while. Because what feels good or what you're interested in doing may change over time. Some people figure out what they like by having sex with someone, and others get to know their bodies by masturbating. Learning how to have orgasms on your own can make it easier to have one with someone else. Where do you want to be touched? How much, press, how much pressure feels good? How fast or slow? You can show your partner what you like by masturbating in front of them or by guiding their hand, mouth, or other body part, or you can tell them what feels good or what doesn't. Talking about sex might feel a little scary or awkward, but it can also be a big turn-on. Your partner might really appreciate you for bringing it up. If you're nervous, you can always start by asking them what feels good or what type of sexual activities they're interested in. And you can talk about what feels good to you. 
It's also a good opportunity to let them know what your boundaries are, what types of sex you're not interested in. Um, protecting each other from unintended, preg- from unintended pregnancy and slash STD shows you care. And, if, and it can even make your relationship better. It's totally normal to feel embarrassed to bring it up, but you'll feel better once you start talking. And your partner will probably be glad you brought it up. The best time to talk about safer sex is before, in capital letters, you start having sex. A good way to start is by telling your partner that you care about them and want to do everything you can to make sure you're protecting them in your relationship. You can also talk about your own safer sex history first, which might make your partner feel more comfortable opening up. It's also a great idea to suggest that you get tested together so you can support each other. Some good questions to ask someone before you have sex include, which birth control method makes sense for us? When was the last time you tested for STDs? Which STDs were you tested for? Do you usually use condoms? Do you usually use condoms and slash or dental dams? Have you ever shared needles with someone for tattoos, piercings, or drugs? You can get some STDs like HIV this way, then they can be passed during sex. Have you, have you ever had any STDs before? Which ones did you get them treated? If your partner won't get tested or use protection, it may be a sign that your relationship is unhealthy. When someone refuses to have safer sex when you want to, it means your health isn't important to them, so they might not be the best person at they so they might not be the best person to have a relationship with or to have sex with. You deserve to be safe, healthy, and happy. You have the right to say no to any kind of sexual activity. Don't depend on body language or hope they get the hint that you're not interested. If you don't want to do something, say no. It doesn't matter if you've had sex with them before or what your reason is for not wanting to do it. No means no. As my goddess friend says, no is a complete sentence. (laughs) I had to shout her out. You also have the right to change your mind during sex. Maybe you started having sex and then decided you're not comfortable doing it or it doesn't feel right. You can stop it anytime you want and your partner shouldn't make you feel bad or guilty about it. If they do, it's probably a sign that your relationship isn't healthy. Sexual consent means saying yes and meaning it. Without that yes, there's no consent. If your partner forces you to have sex, it's rape. If you're forced to do something else sexually, it's sexual assault. And being raped or sexually assaulted is never your fault. Okay, what is sexual arousal? Arousal is the feeling of being turned on sexually. When you're turned on, your body experiences physical and emotional changes. Your penis or clitoris may get erect, hard, engorged, and insensitive, and you may feel wetness on your vulva or vagina or on the tip of your penis. You can become aroused from sexual stimulation alone or with a partner, fantasizing, having sexual thoughts, or reading, watching, or listening to erotic materials like porn. Arousal can also happen when certain parts of your body are touched that are very sensitive, also called erogenosomes. But not everyone feels sexually aroused from touch. Feeling aroused can lead to many physical reactions or none at all. Some of the changes that can happen to your body when you're aroused include your blood pressure, heart rate, breathing, and temperature goes up. Your nipples, labia, and clitoris fill with blood and become more sensitive. Your penis gets harder and stands up. This is also called getting an erection. Your vagina lubricates, gets wet, and expands. What's a sex drive? Your sex drive, sometimes called your libido, is when you feel desire to be sexual or mentally or physically excited about engaging in sexual activities like masturbation, sexual thoughts, fantasies, or sexual contact with a partner. Um, how do I know if my sex drive is normal? Everyone's sex drive is different. There's no normal amount you should want to have sex. Everyone's sexual desire and interest in sex is different and it can change over time. 
A sex drive can change based on things like stress, medicines you take, and other physical, emotional, and lifestyle factors. Some people want to have sex every day or more than once a day, while some people rarely or never want to have sex. Some people need to have a strong emotional connection with someone in order to be interested in sex, sometimes called demisexual. Other people may not need or even want to have an emotional connection with the people they have sex with. People who don't feel sexual attraction towards anyone may identify as asexual. If you have a low sex drive and it bothers or upsets you, you may have something called hypoactive sexual desire disorder. There are lots of things you can do to help increase your sex drive if you want to. What are aerogenisms? Some body parts have lots of nerve endings and makes you feel excited or aroused when they're touched. Those are your aerogenisms. Um, what's the best way for me to say it? You've heard of the G-spot? A sensitive error believed to exist in the interior wall of the vagina and to be highly aerogenous. Hmm. Okay. The male G-spot is often referred to as the P-spot. The P stands for prostate. The prostate is a walnut-sized gland located just below the bladder. The biggest aerogenism for most people is their genital area. The vulva, clitoris, labia, vagina, anus, perineum, penis, scrotum, and prostate. Other common aerogenisms include your breast and nipples, neck, lips, mouth, tongue, back, fingers, toes, hands, feet, earlobes, buttocks, and thighs. But usually the penis and clitoris are the most sensitive. Any part of your body can be considered sexual. Everyone's different, and so are their aerogenisms. What feels good to you might not feel good to your partner, so you have to ask them to find out. What is, what's the sexual response cycle? The sexual response cycle is how your body reacts to sexual stimulation. It can happen with a partner by yourself and even in your sleep. You don't always go through all stages of the cycle. You can stop at any time. The first step is desire, having sexually arousing thoughts. That can lead to excitement when your body gets ready for sex. Your heart rate goes up and your muscles tense and blood flows to your genitals. The next step is the plateau phase when you're really aroused and keep that feeling going by masturbating or having sex. At the end of the plateau phase is orgasm when the tension when tension built up is releasing a series of muscle spasms that really feel good. Your body releases endorphins, hormones that make you feel happy and relaxed. The resolution phase happens at the end of the sexual response cycle, whether you have an orgasm or not. Resolution means your body goes back to how it was before you got aroused. Right. What's an orgasm? An orgasm is what usually happens when you reach the height of sexual arousal. It usually feels really good. When you have an orgasm, also known as cum or climax, sexual tension increases until it reaches a peak and pressure in your body and genitals is released. What happens when you have an orgasm? Everyone, Every person's body is different, but there are a few physical signs of an orgasm. The most notable sign is a very intense, pleasurable feeling in your genitals and throughout your body. The muscles in your vagina or penis, as well as your anus, contract, squeeze about once per second, five to eight times. Your heart rate and breathing levels also go up. During an orgasm, your penis usually squirts a small amount, one to two tablespoons of semen cum. This is called ejaculation. It's possible to have an orgasm without ejaculating or to ejaculate without having an orgasm, but they usually happen together. 
It's common for your vagina to get really wet before and during an orgasm. It's also important for different fluid to squirt or dribble out of your vulva before or during an orgasm. This is sometimes called female ejaculation or squirting. This fluid isn't piss. Ejaculation from a vulva is less common than ejaculation from a penis. Some people do it and some people don't. Either is totally normal. Right after an orgasm, your clitoris or the glands head of your penis can feel very sensitive or uncomfortable to touch. You may have sex flush, your chest, neck, and face change color for a short amount of time. Orgasms release endorphins, feel good hormones, so you might feel sleepy, relaxed, and happy afterwards. This is why some people orgasm to relieve pain, stress, or help them to go to sleep. Orgasms don't feel the same for every person or every time you have one. Some are very intense, some are very mild, and some are in between. They vary for a number of reasons, including how comfortable you are, how sexually excited you are, how much sexual attention you built up before you had an or- your orgasm. How do you know how to orgasm? Most orgasms happen during masturbation or sex, like oral, anal, or vaginal sex. When you are a partner, stimulate, touch, or rub your genitals. People with vulvas usually have orgasms through stimulation of their clitoris, vagina, and slash or anus. People with penises usually have orgasms through stimulation of their penis, testicles, and slash or anus. A few people can have orgasms from other things like nibble stimulation or even just thinking sexy thoughts. Many things can have many things can impact your ability to have an orgasm, like your hormones, emotions, past experiences, beliefs lifestyle, relationships, physical or mental health, taking certain medicines and using using drugs and alcohol. Some people can have orgasms quickly and easily. Others need more time and effort. You might be able to have an orgasm in some circumstances, but not others. Depending on who you're with or what you're doing, everybody's body is different. There's no one right way to have an orgasm. Some people need to have certain parts of their body stimulated in a very specific way or with certain parts like vibrators to have an orgasm. A lot of people with vulvas have orgasms by stimulating their clitorises, but not by penetrating their vagina. Some can't have an orgasm through their vagina at all. All of these differences are normal. It may take time and practice to learn how to have an orgasm. Experimenting with what feels good can help you understand your body and what feels good for you. You know, if you feel good afterwards, that's the sexual afterglow. Some people feel that during sex, before sex, it's not always just after sex for some people. Try not to put any pressure on yourself or your partner to have an orgasm. Not everybody can have orgasms during sex with other people around. Or sometimes the circumstances just aren't right. You're nervous, tired, or distracted, for example. Some people never have orgasms at all. If you and slash or your partner don't have an orgasm, it doesn't mean you're not into each other or you're bad at sex. Sex and masturbation can be intimate, enjoyable, and fun with or without orgasms. If you're struggling to have orgasms and it bothers you, you may have orgasm disorder. It's really common there are treatments to help. Uh, lastly, for this section, sex toys. What are sex toys? Sex toys, also called adult toys or marital aids, are objects people used to have more pleasure during sex or masturbation. Sometimes sex toys can also have medical uses if you have sexual dysfunction or medical condition. There are many different types of sex toys and people use them for lots of different reasons. It's totally normal to use sex toys, but it's also totally normal not to. It's a personal decision. Everyone's different. As long as you're using sex toys safely, there's nothing harmful about it. 
Why do people use sex toys? All kinds of people may choose to use sex toys for many different reasons. For some, using sex toys is the easiest or only way they can have an orgasm. This is especially common for people with vulvas. Sometimes people use sex toys to help them masturbate. People can also use sex toys during sex with their partners. For transgender, non-binary, or gender non-conforming people, certain sex toys may help affirm their gender identity or help relieve gender dysphoria. But more importantly, it's okay to experience gender euphoria, sexual orientation euphoria, and sex characteristics euphoria. All right. Some people with disabilities or limited mobility use sex toys to make it easier to masturbate, have sex, or do certain sexual activities or positions that would otherwise be harder or not possible for them. Sex toys can also help treat the symptoms of certain disorders like erectile dysfunction, genital arousal disorder, hypoactive sexual disorder, and orgasm disorder. And some people find that sex toys help them deal with the sexual side effects of certain medications, health conditions, or menopause, like a low sex drive or decreased sensation in their genitals. What are the different types of sex toys? There are thousands of different sex toys out there. Some of the most common ones include vibrators, also this vibes, personal massagers. Objects that vibrate, move constantly, slash buzz to stimulate your genitals. It's very common for people to use vibrators to stimulate their clitoris and other parts of their vulva and vagina. But vibrators can also stimulate the penis, scrotum, and testicles, nipples, and anus. Vibrators come in all shapes and sizes. Some can go inside a vagina or anus, and others are meant to be used outside the body. Dildos. Objects that go inside a vagina, anus, or mouth. Dildos come in many shapes and sizes, but they're often shaped similarly to a penis. Some look like realistic penises and others are more abstract. They can also be slightly curved to help stimulate your G-spot or prostate. Dildos can be made out of lots of different materials like silicone, rubber, plastic, metal, or brake-resistant glass. Anal toys. Sex toys made specifically to stimulate and slash or go inside your anus. Anal toys include plugs, usually called butt plugs. Anal beats, prostate massagers, and dildos with a wide base. You need to use lube to use anal toys safely. And it's very important that any toy you put in your butt has a flared base, meaning it's wider at the bottom, or some other way to pull the toy out. So it can't accidentally slip all the way in. If a sex toy goes all the way inside your butt, you glutes, your ass, it could get stuck, and you may have to go to the doctor to get it out. Sleeves, also known as masturbation sleeves, penis sleeves, or strokers. Soft tubes that you put your penis into. Sleeves comes in all shapes and sizes, and often have different textures on the inside for more sensation. Some even have vibration or suction. There are also strokers that are specifically designed for larger clitoris or smaller penis, particularly for intersex people or trans men on hormone therapy. Penis rings, also known as cock rings, dick rings, erectile dysfunction rings, or constriction rings. Rings that go around your scrotum. Scrotum means testicles, your balls, and slash your penis. Penis rings slow blood flow out of the penis when it's erect hard, which can increase sensation or make your erection harder and longer lasting. The safest penis rings are made from soft, flexible materials that you can easily remove, like silicone, rubber, or leather with snaps. 
Some penis rings have little vibrators on them to stimulate you and slash or your partner. Because penis rings restrict your blood flow, don't wear one for longer than 10 to 30 minutes and take it off right away if you feel any pain or discomfort. And talk to your nurse or doctor before using penis rings if you have a bleeding disorder or on a blood thinning medicine. Pumps, also known as penis pumps, vacuum pumps, or vacuum erection pumps. Erection hard-ons. Vacuum-like devices that use a hand or battery-powered pump to, to create suction around your penis, clit, vulva, or nipples. Pumps drive blood flow to the area, which helps increase sensitivity and sensation. Some people also like the feeling of the suction. Penis pumps can help you get an erection, but they won't make your penis permanently bigger. Some pumps are designed to help treat erectile dysfunction, genital arousal disorder, and orgasm disorder. You can get more information about those pumps from a nurse or doctor, like the ones at your local Planned Parenthood Health Center. But most of the pumps you buy in sex stores or adult shops are not medical devices. They're just meant to enhance pleasure during sex and masturbation. Make sure to follow the instructions on the packaging and don't pump for longer than the instructions say. And talk to your doctor before using the pump if you have a blood disorder or on blood thinning medication. Ben... Wa-balls. Ben-wa-balls. Also known as Kegel balls, Kegel trainers, pussy balls, orgasm balls. Round objects that you put inside your vagina. They can help you do exercises that tone and strengthen your Kegel muscles. Kegel balls are usually weighted so you have to squeeze your vagina to keep them inside your body. Some are hollow with smaller balls inside that roll and bounce when you move, making a jiggling sensation. You don't need these balls to do Kegel exercises, and not everyone uses them for that purpose. Many people just like the way they feel inside their vagina. Uh, harnesses, also known as straps or strap-on harnesses, garments that hold a packer, dildo, or other sex toy against your body. Some are worn like underwear or jock straps, and others may go around other parts of your body like your thigh. Packers, also known as prosthetics, objects that look and feel like realistic. Uh, others that uh, that objects that look and feel like a realistic penis, usually soft that create a bulging underwear or clothes. Some packers also let you piss standing up, called stand to pee or STB packers. Many transgender, queer, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people use packers to help affirm or express their gender identity. Like with anyone's genitals, packers aren't always sexual or used for sex. But some packers can be worn bent down or sticking up so they can resemble both an erect hard, non-erect soft penis and can be used for sex. There are so many different kinds of sex toys and ways to use them that figuring out where to stand can feel a little overwhelming. Going to a sex toy shop and asking someone who works there about different products can be a great way to learn more about sex toys and what might work well for you. You can also just try something that seems interesting and go from there. Or you may decide sex toys aren't for you and that's totally okay too. The point is that there are lots of options for different parties and different kinds of sex. So no matter who you are or what kinds of sex you have, sex toys can be an option for you. Um, where can I buy sex toys? You can buy sex toys at specialty stores, usually called sex shops, sex stores, or adult stores. 
depending on the policy of the store, you may have to be over a certain age, like 16 or 18, to shop there. Some pharmacies, drug stores, or large retail stores sell a small variety of the more common sex toys like vibrators. Many sex stores and sex toy brands have websites where you can buy products online, usually mail them in plain packaging for privacy. To make sure your sex toy is really the brand and material you think it is, it's best to buy from trusted stores or websites that have detailed information about their products. Some sex stores are some sex stores are specifically geared towards certain customers like women or the LGBTQA plus community. Feminists and some LGBTQA plus centered sex stores often have a large variety of products for people of all gender identities and sexual orientations and staff who provide a more comfortable, affirming, and knowledgeable experience for women, femmes, and LGBTQI plus people. Uh, how do I use sex toys safely? Sharing sex toys with other people can spread STDs. If someone who hasn't who has an STD uses a sex toy, the body fluids on that toy can spread the infection to the next person who uses that toy. So if you're using a sex toy with a partner, it's important to take steps to prevent STDs. Wash your sex toys with mild soap and water after you use them and before they touch another person's genitals. Putting condoms on sex toys can help keep them clean and prevent the spread of STDs. Just make sure you change condoms before the toy touches another person's genitals. If you're using a sex toy in your anus, make sure you use lots of lube. The anus doesn't lubricate itself, get wet the way a vagina does, so putting something in your butt without adding lube can be painful, uncomfortable, and even unsafe. And never put a sex toy that's been in, in an anus into a vagina without washing or changing the condom first. If germs from your anus get inside your vagina, it can lead to vaginitis. It's also important to make sure that any sex toy you use in your anus has a wide base or some other way to keep it from going all the way in. And if, if a sex toy goes so far in your anus that you can't reach it, you may need to see a doctor or a nurse to get it out. You can't lose a sex toy in your vagina because your cervix blocks because your cervix blocks the end of it. Don't use silicone lube with silicone sex toys unless you put condoms on them. Silicone lube can react with the solid silicone in your toy and damage it. Water-based lube is a safe bet to use with any sex toy and any condom. If you're putting a sex toy inside your body, mouth, vagina, or anus, it's best to use one made of a body-safe, non-porous material like 100% silicone, not silicone beat blends. Hard plastic, stainless steel, aluminum, and break-resistant glass. Toys made from non-porous materials don't absorb gems and are easier to keep clean. Sex toys made from materials that may be porous, like silicone blends, jelly rubber, PVC, vinyl, TPR, TP, elastomer, or other rubbery plastics can absorb germs that can lead to infections even if you always wash a toy. But you can always use a condom on your toy help it stay clean and keep any possible germs on it out of your body. For the best way to clean and care for your sex toy, read the directions that came with it or ask the staff at your local sex toy store. It's always best to use sex toys that are specifically made to be sex toys, especially if you're putting them inside your body. DIY sex toys might not be safe, especially if they can break, have rough, sharp, or loose parts, or are made of materials that are unsanitary, can cause a reaction. Um... You know, I, um, I made a decision, you know, that I'll make one more sex episode and I'll pretty much be done. 
because there's other things I need to express, but I like to express the, um, you know, I talk about it to the point where you get the point. You know, I don't like to dumb people down, but I do these episodes so people can um, really understand how it works, what sex life is about. Um, I think that overall, when it comes to my women partners and myself, I made a decision that if we are going to have sex, buying each other condoms is optional and getting free condoms for each other is optional too. And having condoms mailed to our own residences, that's optional as well. And I want to make it clear that I was not trying to um, make fun of anybody. When I was talking about the Magnum statement I made, that was... When I said that, I I have no um, penis shaming in my heart. I don't have vaginal shaming in my heart. I don't have genital shaming in my heart. Um, That statement was all about me being um, honest about condom sizes and what I wear. That statement had nothing to do with toxic masculinity. Um... I don't treat people that way at all. Um, I, I respect people. And I respect you as my listeners. So I, I learn and grow every day. Thank you for letting me grow 